It goes with Psalm 1. It's a psalm of Asaph. Well, this is a description of the one who wrote this psalm. This is the prayer of one who is worn out by the painful changes in his life. And so he poured out his heart to God in turbulent times. So would you stand with me as we hear the honesty of this one who prays this prayer? And while we are noticing his honesty, also look for the hope with which he prays. This is Psalm 102. Hear the word of the God who loves you. A prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let, me, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I'm like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. All the day my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. For I eat ashes like bread and mingle tears with my drink. Because of your indignation and anger, for you have taken me up and thrown me down. My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. That he looked down from his holy height, from heaven, the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, and in Jerusalem his praise, when peoples gather together in kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. Oh my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated and I'll pray. Father, we, uh, we ask that you would come and show us who you are uh, through your word, through this psalm this morning. 
and give us the hope and the confidence that this hurting man has as he prays to you. We ask that you would show us Jesus, and it's in his name we pray, amen. Well, the changes that 2020 brought into all of our lives, I think made everybody a little nervous when uh, New Year's Day 2021 came around. We wondered, okay, what changes is 2021 going to bring? And we're, now we're having gone through 2021, we're like, man. Okay, so what about 2022? Are we a little nervous about what changes are in store for us in 2022? Would you like to know what those changes are ahead of time? Maybe not. <laughs> I'm not sure I do. Well, I'm not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet, but I have two predictions for you for 2022. And on the authority of God's word, I can tell you that there are at least two things you can expect in the year to come. First, you can be absolutely sure that in 2022, your life will be predictably unpredictable. Hang on to that, I'll explain. Secondly, you can be absolutely sure that in 2022, your God will be very predictable. So you can be absolutely sure of those two things. Just as unsure as I am about turning the page, I'm unsure about turning the page of the calendar as well. Um, we can be sure about these two things because Psalm 102 teaches, teaches them. The whole Bible, cover to cover, teaches those two things. Number one, your life will be predictably unpredictable. And number two, your God will be predictable. What do I mean by predictably unpredictable? It means that in a fallen world, we can count on hard things to happen. But we just can't count on when or how they're going to happen. Uh, Adam and Eve's sin in the garden has made suffering a guarantee for all of us. Suffering is predictable. Hard things are predictable. But when there's no way to know when or how or to what degree that guaranteed suffering will come, then that makes our suffering unpredictable. So... 2022 will be predictably unpredictable. There will be hard things. We just don't know how many, how intense, and how they'll get here. Psalm 102 teaches us that. We don't know who wrote this psalm. All we know is that he is called one who is afflicted and who had grown, grown faint from his affliction. So we're eavesdropping on the prayer of a a man who's been broken by life in a broken world. Listen again to the weariness in his voice in verses 3 and 11. He says, For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. He feels like one of those Christmas trees that we're going to burn on the Parker's farm next Sunday. The, the unpredictable changes of living in a broken world have 
withered his soul like a dead tree. And his suffering has set his bones ablaze and he feels as though his life is going to go up in flames like sparks that disappear into the night sky. This is, this is what he's describing, how transient his life is. And for some of us, some of you, that's what 2021 felt like. And maybe you cried out like him. Don't hide your face from me, God. Not in the day of my distress. Now, your experience in 2022 may not burn with that kind of intensity, but to one degree or another, there's one thing you can count on in 2022. You will experience what it means to live as a broken person in a broken world with other broken people. Now look, look again at Psalm 102. Sandwiched in between verse 3 and verse 11 that I just read, between those honest expressions of pain in the life, uh, the pain of life in a fallen world, the psalmist mentions several of the predictably unpredictable problems that you may or may not experience in 2022. In verses 4 and 5, he says that you may get sick in body or soul. My heart is struck down like grass and is withered. I forget to eat my bread because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. You may experience a sickness to that degree of body or soul. But then he goes on. He, he, you may experience loneliness and isolation and sleepless nights. In verses 6 and 7 he says, I'm like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. And you just picture that isolation. He says, I lie awake. There's sleepless nights. I had a few of those over Christmas break. Did you? He says, I'm like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. So you may experience in 22, uh, 2022 loneliness, isolation. You may experience some sleepless nights. And then he says, you may experience severe relational pain. In verse 8, he says, all the day my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. You may be taunted and talked about by somebody in 2022. You, the relational pain you experience may not be that intense, but there may come a relationship that is broken and it hurts you and they talk about you. And then in verses 9 and 10, you may feel the weight of the guilt and consequences of your own sin. He says, for I eat ashes, that's a sign of mourning. I eat ashes like bread and mingle my tears with drink because of your indignation and anger, God, for you have taken me up and thrown me down. That's, that's strong, vivid language. God, in his indignation and anger, has taken this man up and thrown him down, he feels. And that last one reminds us that though we live in a sinful world, there's also a world of sin inside us. I will have troubles in my world in 2022, but perhaps the troubles that trouble me most will be the troubles in my own heart. And these are all common, predictable experiences 
of all humans in every place throughout history. And Psalm 102 gives us permission to acknowledge the pain that these changes bring to our lives. But notice, this sufferer is is one who worships and serves the true and living God. He's one who declares in verse 12, you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. And who in verse 24, with a childlike trust, cries out, oh, my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. So I wonder, surely God's people can expect a better year than the average sinner, right? not according to this psalmist. Paul Tripp answers that question this way. He says, life in this fallen world is hard. The world is a broken place, and we will all face the unexpected. Being a believer in Jesus does not exempt you from moments of significant darkness. There will be times when it seems impossible to figure out what God is doing. There will be times when it seems as if your cries are going unheard and your prayers unanswered. There will be moments when it seems like you are utterly alone and that no one could possibly understand what you're going through. He says this psalm confronts us with a powerful reality. Being in covenantal relationship with the Lord does not mean that I will escape the difficulties of living in a fallen world. So your 2022 will be predictably unpredictable. (laughs) On some level, you will know what it is like to live as a broken person in a broken world with other broken people. And, and, And that could be disorienting, and you hear this in the prayer of this man. I wonder, have have you ever has anyone here ever experienced vertigo? (laughs) Too many of us. I wonder if the changes that we experience sometimes in our lives and that we may experience in 2022 might feel like vertigo. When I have an inner ear disorder um, that I've had since I was 18, and when it first came on, I had severe vertigo, so bad that the only thing that would help me is take me to the ER and stick an IV full of Valium in me, just knock me out. And what happens in vertigo is I would open my eyes and the world is spinning. And my eyes are constantly trying to stop it and find a fixed point. But everything moves and moves and moves and it keeps moving. And if you've never experienced it, think about what that would be like to have your world just spinning constantly and not feeling like you have any solid thing to hold on to. And the only thing that would help is for me to close my eyes and lie still. And sometimes that's what the changes that take place in our lives feel like. They keep us spinning. And we're grasping and looking for what is that one solid thing I can hold on to that's not spinning in my world. And that's the second prediction that I have and I think this psalmist has for you. In 2022, your God will continue to be predictable. He will be that solid place that you can hold on to when the world is spinning around you. We will not be able to predict the changes coming to our lives or to our church. 
but there's a deeper and truer and more foundational reality that will sustain us through every one of those changes. God is predictable. He never changes. Look at the transition between verses 11 and 12. He says, he's recounted all these changes that are causing him grief and pain, and then in verse 12 he says, but you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You're that fixed place. And it's a shift of focus from his earthbound troubles to, his, to the eternal truth about his God. And then he goes on uh, to contrast his life and his God. In verses 11 and 12, he says, My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass, but you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. And then again in verses 23 and 24, he says, God has broken me broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. But I say, oh my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. You, whose years endure throughout all generations. My days are short. Your days, God, endure throughout all generations. Again, in verses 25 and 27, he says, of old you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away, but you are the same, and your years have no end. So there's this contrast back and forth in the psalm between the infinite creator and his finite creation, and it shows us that while our world and we constantly change, our God never changes. As one commentator noted, he said, in these verses, the psalmist points to the immutability of God. That's a big word, immutability of God who lives above the changing chaos of the earth and is seen in bold contrast to the psalmist's own experiences of trouble and the temporal temporal nature of life. What is immutability? Well, you know what something is that mutates, right? Something, a mutation is a change, like a cancer cell mutates, like a, a, an alien mutates into another form. Uh, so we understand mutating, changing, but if you add I am to the front of it, immutable, never changing. It never changes. God's immutability, his immutability, his unchangeableness makes him wonderfully and gloriously predictable. Charles Spurgeon preached a sermon called The Immutability of God, and he said this, and it's beautiful. He says, remember, God is the same, whatever is removed. Your friends may be disaffected. In other words, fall out of friendship with you. Your ministers may be taken away, or your worship leaders. Everything may change, but God does not. Your brothers may change and cast out your name as vile, but God will love you still. Let your your station in life change and your property be gone. Let your whole life be shaken and you become weak and sickly. Let everything flee away. There is one place where change cannot put his finger. There is one name on which mutability can never be written. There is one heart which never can alter. That heart is God's and that name is love. God and his love for his people will never, ever, ever change. 
And so here are three truths about that unchanging God that are true no matter what changes in 2022. And we'll see them in this psalm. God will be God. God has good plans. And God will get glory. God will be God. He says in verse 12, But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. Uh, The Lord is on his throne. He is God. And that will not change in 2022. This This is what I sense the Lord has been saying to me this week as I've read this psalm and studying it. Um, Remember, Jimmy, remember. No matter what happens in 2022, God will be your God. He will be in charge. He will rule over every detail of your life and the life of this church. Your world and your life are not spinning out of control as long as I'm on the throne. That's true for you as God's person, as God's people. It's true for us as a church. Our world is not spinning out of control. God is on the throne. So God will be God, but also God has good plans. That will remain true in 2022. He spends now almost the rest of the prayer talking about God's good plans. But there's something that we know about God's good plans that he didn't know. We know how God would make those good plans happen. Now look, here's something interesting. In verses 25 and 27, toward the end of the psalm, those verses are quoted in Hebrews chapter 1, and they're applied to Jesus. If you go to Hebrews chapter 1 later and look, it'll it'll say that God says these verses to Jesus. And here's what it sounds like. Is almost verbatim. Here's what it sounds like in Hebrews, speaking to Jesus from Psalm 102. You, Lord, Jesus, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, Jesus. They will all wear out like a garment, like a robe. You, Jesus, will roll them up like a garment. They will all be changed, but you are the same and your years will have no end. Later, the author of Hebrews in chapter 13 will say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the author of Hebrews is essentially saying this, the unchangeable God that Psalm 102 is talking about is Jesus. He's the one who has plans to roll up and change this broken world like a garment one day, a day that he is appointed, He alone is the one worthy of your trust and worship when everything changes. The psalmist didn't know, but we know from this side of the cross that this God is good and that through Jesus, he would execute all of his good plans. The psalmist said that God looked down from his holy height, from heaven the Lord looked at the earth to hear our groans, to set free those who were doomed to die. He did that in Jesus In Jesus, God himself came in the flesh, our flesh, and he bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was smitten and afflicted by God for us. In order to mend our brokenness, Jesus came to be broken. He became a man who could pray the lament and grief of Psalm 102. 
In fact, Psalm 102 is a messianic psalm. Go back and read it this afternoon and read it as if you were hearing Jesus pray it. And it fits him. He became that man who could pray Psalm 102. He experienced the hatred of angels and of people and, of the, and the ultimate isolation of his father's wrath on a cross that we deserve. He was taken up and thrown down by God for us. Not for his own sin, because he had none, but for ours, the sin that caused all of this broken mess in the first place. But he didn't stay in the grave. He rolled up death like a garment and kicked open the gates of hell from the inside out so that we could walk with him in newness of life. And so all of God's good plans that this psalmist is reveling in will come true through the life and death and resurrected and ascended life of Jesus. All of these good plans that this psalmist uh, remembers, we know, we get them through Jesus. And so what are they? What are the good plans that we can count on in 2022 quickly? God has good plans for his people. Whenever you see the word Zion throughout this psalm, because of Jesus now, we know that we, the church, are Zion. We can apply these to us. God has good plans for his people. He says in verses 13 and 14, you will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her, for your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Verse 16, he says, For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. See, Jesus told his disciples, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's the good work that God is going to do through Jesus in 2022. For us, he will continue to build our church. He has good plans for the nations. Verse 15 says, Nations will fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth will fear your your glory. People from every tribe and tongue and nation in 2022 will be coming to know King Jesus and worshiping him. That's going to continue to happen, and our church will continue to participate in that through our prayers, through our giving, and some of us through our going. God has good plans for the next generation. Verse 18 Let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. In 2022, God will continue to make himself known to the next generation. And he will do that here at Mountain Fellowship. Have you noticed that we have a whole bunch of kids? If you haven't noticed, turn your hearing aid on. It's wonderful. God has gifted us with the next generation. They're right here. And in 2022, they will continue to hear about Jesus through us, through their parents, through a Sunday school class, their nursery. God has good plans for the next generation in 2022. And God has good plans for our neighbors. In 19 and 20, he says that God looked down from from his holy height, from heaven The Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners and to set free those who were doomed to die. God is still in 2022 going to be at work to free those 
who are doomed to die in their sin. And those people live on this mountain. And we get to participate in praying for them and telling them about this God who wants to set them free. No matter what happens in 2022, Mountain Fellowship, we get to participate with Jesus in these good plans that he has for his people, for the nations, for the next generation, um, and for our neighbors. He has called us to go and make disciples right here, out there, and we can participate in what he's doing. That's not going to change. It's going to continue to be who Mountain Fellowship is in 2022. And lastly, God will be glorified over and over and over again. In these verses, he talks about God's glory, God appearing in his glory, uh, a people yet to be created praising the Lord, kingdoms and peoples gathering together to worship the Lord. And so what will Mountain Fellowship continue to do in 2022? We will gather together to give him glory. We will gather together like this and worship him. That's not going to change. So, I have two predictions for your 2022. Your life will change. Our church will change. But your Jesus won't. He won't. He won't change at all. So then what are we supposed to do when things do change? Um... What, what, how do we respond to the changes that will inevitably come in our lives and in our church? Well, the whole psalm tells us what to do. We pray. We pray honestly and we pray with hope because that's how he prayed. The whole first half of the psalm is him just being honest about the pain of the change. God, I don't like this. This is hard. This is crushing me. And the rest of the psalm is him praying with hope in the God who never changes. And so, Mountain Fellowship, that's what we'll do. That's what we need to do in 2022. Pray honestly about the changes that God is bringing into our lives and in our church. But pray with hope. Pray with hope that he is still at work and he still has work for us to do no matter what's changing around us. Amen?